Hello. Oh, take it away then. This is going to be slick tonight. <laughs> Are we ready? Yeah, I mean, we're live. I mean, let's go. <laughs> well, no one's in the studio, but we are here. <laughs> FPL Juice is here. Welcome back to FPL Juice. Your place to come for the late squeeze of all the juicy bits from our favourite game and your fantasy Premier League. My name's Ash, and coming up on tonight's show, we'll be playing another round of punditry where we'll be carving out the best Christmas grub-themed football puns. We'll also be unwrapping what happened in game week 18, uh, whilst also looking ahead to those Boxing Day game week 19 fixtures. We'll pull a couple of crackers before discussing the hottest topic of this game week in topical juice. And we'll also have a really fun quiz to play. We take a look at the mini league, plus whatever else we can squeeze into tonight's show. But first of all, he's taken more stick on this show than Mr. Cheetles had police investigations. It's Watford supporter, content creator, and good friend of the show, none other than FPL Yellow Army, a.k.a. Roberto Hollis. Mate, what is going on? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honour, of course, and uh, great to join a a legendary pod and uh, to be a guest is just fantastic. So, yeah, I'm great. Hope you're good as well. Guest host. I'll cor- let's correct now. You're a guest host. You've gone up in the world, my man. Feel uh, what do you think of that intro, by the way? Oh, I absolutely loved it. So smooth. <laughs> so smooth. Uh, yeah, no, listen, thanks so much for coming on. Um, those that obviously didn't catch the show last week know that Nick is out gallivanting this Tuesday evening. He's gone to some sort of panto. You know, I don't know what, you know, the, the, the upper echelons of society, wherever they go and watch, probably Phantom of the Opera or something like that, with these little binocular things. Who knows? Who knows? Scoffing at the unvaccinated. That's what he's doing. But uh, anyway, we've made a transfer out. We've upgraded. We've upgraded to Roberto, who joins me tonight to co-host the show. So, listen, thanks so much for coming, mate, and uh, helping me navigate through what has been a crazy couple of game weeks. But um, yeah, Nick's out, but the show still goes on. Um, before we get cracking, guys, just a reminder, please do like the video, um, subscribe to the channel, do share FPL Juice with someone who loves a little bit of FPL and the lighter side of the game. 
Drop us a follow on all socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, TikTok. It's at FPL underscore juice. Please say and, hi uh, to everyone who listens. Listen to us, leave us a review on all audio platforms. Right. Say hi to the people Roberto. who listen. Sorry, go on, James. You want to say hi to the people who listen? <laughs> yeah, I do want to say hi. It's got to be done. Because there's uh, a lot guys, more of them. Hi the guys that listen. There's, uh, I mean... You're the ones that keep the show going, to be honest. Yeah. You're literally keeping Ash in the job. Absolutely. You keep keeping me in a job. Right, let's kick the show off as we normally do in punditry fashion. This week, the theme was Christmas food and drink. Last week, we had a Christmas song. I'm keeping it on the Christmas theme. Yeah. This week, it's Christmas food and drink. Those that don't know, punditry is our uh, pun get, pun-based word game where we give you a topic and we ask you to come up with a a football-related pun based on that topic. Um, and then we'll read out all your entries at the end of the show and decide a winner. Now, Roberto has been playing punditry for about two seasons now. How many wins have you had? I've had two. I've had two. Two had wins. One, one recently with a, a bit of Roy Keane around the Christmas tree. And, that was uh, last week's one. Yeah, yeah. And I also had... Uh, Finding Nemo. Jay, uh, stinging Neto. Yeah, oh, seen Neto. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't there for that week. Otherwise, that definitely yeah. wouldn't have won. That was a shocker. Well, Jay, was Jay, Jay appreciated uh, my uh, punditry skills, so you know, yeah, uh, it was it was fully worth it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's stop bragging about it, mate. Let's, <laughs> I uh, thought Nick had uh, read Roberto's one, and I selected Jay without realizing he'd chosen Roberto's. All uh, oh, right. There is a <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I, I remember Jay said. Jay said he'd, he'd, he'd had a dig at me. I remember now. It was Dennis. He was absolutely fueling yeah. Dennis, and he was he was grilling him. And he said, "Tell you what, I've got to make up for it somehow." And you know, he, he chose Sting Neto, but he oh, could have. So he gave he gave you the W out of pity. You well, pity dub. You say that, but then there was a really good another pun that was up against it. I think it was uh, like Steve Spruce, and that could have been easy yeah. one on days. So you know, I'll, okay. I'll take. Steve well, look, Spruce you're a veteran, is a so maybe you can help pun. the guys out with their puns as well. Um, there's there's time, so head on over to Twitter um, and find the punditry image. You can still get your entry in now before we read them out at the end of the show and decide a winner. But before that, we're going to give you a little flavour of what we've come up with. And I know you love this, Roberto. So I know you've got one or two. So hit yeah. me with your best Christmas food and drink related football puns. Let's hear, let's hear them. All right, so very popular at Christmas time, festive bread, and it is Ivan Panettone. Oh, yes! And we've got sound effects this week, Jimmy. You having that? You having that? I'm laughing a bit at that. My um, my missus is Italian. She's got Italian family, so they all love a Panettone at Christmas. Love a good panettone. Yeah, I like that. Very good, mate. Very good. Better than Nick, anyway. Nick's always pretty dry. <laughs> Nothing worse than a dry panettone. Um, right. Here's my one. Tell me what you think of this. Yeah. It's not always a favourite at Christmas, but you've got to serve them up anyway. Mm. Former Liverpool striker and absolute workhorse. It's I think I know it. Dirk Sprout. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a one I thought about, to be fair. It's a, it's a basic one. You've done what basic. Nick has- well, you, you've done basic. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Oh, 
I wouldn't Stop get too carried away. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, well, as, Nick always, as Nick always says, you've, you've taken it at base level there and uh, you've not really thought outside the box. But no, I do like it. It's, <laughs> it's simple but effective. Um, Colm Boogler's messaged saying, all I'm saying is what the hell is, what are those glasses? These are my glasses. I wear these every week. <laughs> He's only just noticed. <laughs> Shout out Ahmed Rula. Thanks for watching, mate. Um, have you got a second every um, pun, mate? I have, I have. Now, All right. Go on. He's, he's up and down, as has his team this season, but um, he's been probably their best player. Everton winger. Yeah. Amari yeah. Gravy. Oh, yeah, strong. Very strong. I'm going to. I'm going to say well done. Oh, James isn't feeling that. Oh, you can't, you can't please some people. Yeah, look, for a Watford supporter, you've done really well there. Like, <laughs> the bar was low. Oh. But you've jumped above it slightly. Well yeah. done. Your, your bar was basically just not even worth going for because it was always going to be underground. My yeah. bar, <laughs> I was going to say, my bar just lied on the floor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, James, there we go, guys. That's sorry sorry to interrupt. All time to get... Go on. Um, I've just had a text from the agent. Yeah. We were going to skip it, but he's just texted me a very short yeah. one-liner. Uh, <laughs> so as and when it's time, feel free to reveal it and I'll, uh, I'll jump in and let you know what that is. Oh, I mean, okay, we, can, we can do that. Um, I mean, I forgot whatever I was going to call the agent, but I'll, I'll figure something. Don't worry about it. Right, um, yeah, there's still time to head on over to Twitter and get your punditry entries in. Um, but now, it's time for a little review of Game Week 18. Um, my team's up first because I scored the lowest amount of points. I even, yes, I even scored fewer, fewer points than Roberto, the Watford fan. Oh, just can he catch a bleak man? Right. Here's my team. What's wrong with his glasses? I like them, said Sam Pillay. Shout out, Sam. What a legend. His eyes look bewitched. You know what? It's, it must be the, the ring light I've got on. Yeah. Oh, his circle light for his TikToks. Yeah, he knows. Sam Pillay is always on the old TikTok. Right. Um, game week 18. It was a bit crazy, to say the least. Lots of lots of stuff happened. And by stuff, I mean postponements. It was postponement central out here. Yeah. I... I took a bit of a mad one. I did a minus eight because of some of those postponements. Um, and also a couple of my players were out already with COVID. So I had Virgil. He was out with COVID. I had Colin Hudson-Odoi. He was out with COVID. Um, uh, I had Backman, who I think the game was postponed quite early on. I think they played uh, Burnley, was it? And it was postponed. Uh, yeah, Burnley. Burnley was Burnley. the midweek. And then we had Palace yeah. that was postponed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had Vardy as well. And then the Leicester-Tottenham game was postponed. So I had a few players out. Um, I decided to do a minus eight. So I did Backman, Virgil, um, Cho and Vardy out. And I did Ramsdale, Trent, uh, Smith-Rowe and Watkins in. Feeling good about it at the time I was. And then the Villa game got postponed. Oh. Oh. So... Yeah, I had I went into the game with no strikers. I, I relate to you, Ash. I relate to you because I did that exact transfer, Watkins in this week, and 
you kind of think on the Saturday of the of the day of the game, the first match of the Villa game, you think, okay, yeah. that's at least if you do it in the morning, that's at least close enough, isn't it? Surely, but look, oh, people, mate, people honestly. Think, to be fair, though, going into the game with no strikers is just pretty much like any other game week this season, isn't it? So I yeah. can't really use that excuse too much. But um, just to give you a rundown of the team, um, Ramsdale was in goal, two points there. It was all defence. It was all about defence this week. Reese six points. Trent, um, who's delivered in his last four game weeks, um, seven points. Cancelo, absolute beast. The only guys who I think rival Trent this season. Uh, a big, juicy 18 points there in that 4-0 hammering of Newcastle. I did have Mohamed Salah on the captain. That was more through form than fixture. Um, but, I mean, it's hard to look past Salah regardless of who they play. I did tweet earlier on in the week about possibly this being the week to go differential. It just felt like a differential week with the fixture and their Conte and their away. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, like Sat Sam's have a look at the comments. Sam's had a bit of rough luck. Uh, I've been knocked out of the FPL Cup because I could not reschedule my replay the game due to COVID. I had to forfeit. Haven't paid attention to the news. Are we still having games this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Don't worry, Sam, because I got knocked out of the FPL Cup in the first round, mate. So FPL Cup's for losers anyway. Yeah, exactly. don't worry too much about that. Um, yeah, so Salah on the captain, four points. ESR, Smith Rowe, has, hasn't started in the last couple of games. We came off the bench again and scored. Jamming. Jamming. Yeah, Jamming. six points there. Uh, Bernardo, who, since I've brought in, hasn't really delivered, but he's all right. Mm. Jota with seven points. Yeah, thank you very much. And as I said, my strikers, Dennis Watkins, Antonio didn't even play. The bench was Foster, Livermento, Gallagher and Duffy. I got a total of 52 points. I did take that minus eight, as I've mentioned, which dropped me down to 46 points. And I'm now about 1.6 million overall rank. Roberto, and I don't really want to ask this question. Go yeah. on then, pick that team apart. Go. Well, first of all, right, the players you transferred out there, fair enough, right? They all got COVID. You got very unlucky <laughs> with that. But what I will say is, um, well, I can't really talk because I did it myself, but you probably should have waited till one thirty. You probably should have waited till one thirty, and then obviously we got the news at about 10 to 1 that the game was called off. But anyway, um, Smith Rowe, I don't actually think he's a bad option, but I think probably someone like Bukayo Saka is better. I just think Smith Rowe's battling for that spot with Martinelli, and he's, mm. getting, he's getting lucky points recently, Smith Rowe. He's just coming off the bench, getting a Somehow he's getting a return, and I don't think that's sustainable. So I think there's there's some wiggle room to do there, but obviously with an Arsenal... Haven't you got Smith-Rowe as well? Nah, I got Saka. You yeah. got Saka? Mm. All right, but, but Smith-Rowe has got a lot more goal contributions this season than Saka has. Yeah, I mean, the, the argument is that Saka on his day can get more goals and assists because he's probably more nailed and he's very, very creative in the box. Whereas with Smith Rowe, I feel like he does maybe have more goal threat, but he maybe doesn't get as many goal contributions with assists in in combines with that. So it's a difficult one, but I that's just my personal preference, really. Yeah, look, Smith Rowe's having a good season in terms of goal contribution, goals and assists. My mm. issue now is with the emergence of Martinelli. He looks like an absolute baller. He can put the ball in the back of the net, no trouble at all. 
I feel like Lacazette's playing out of skin and Odegaard's had a good run in the side, played number 10. It's like, where does Smith Rowe fit in now? Is he left midfield? Is he is he playing in centre attacking mid? Like, where does he fit in now? So, And he's playing in the cup tonight yep. um, against that. Sunderland. So, And that's more of a B team. Although saying that, Odegaard is also in the same team. But that's definitely one to look out for. But mm-hmm. if you'd ask me now, would I have rather have had Martinelli in the team? Yeah, of course I would have rather had Martinelli in the team. Um, but yeah, not wasn't a great week. Um, I don't think it was a great game week for a lot of managers. So we're just going to put this one past us and we're going to move swiftly on. My game week 19 team, Jimmy, hasn't had any changes just yet. Mm. Um, I feel like I've probably learned my lesson now. I need to wait till the very last second before I make any changes. Yeah. Um, just because we don't know what's happening with the postponements and what's happening with COVID and everything that's you know surrounding that, um, which we'll touch on a little bit later on in the show. So at the moment, I'm lining up pretty much with the same team as before, um, with the uh, exception of... No, that is the pretty much the same team. That's the same <laughs> yeah. team that I finished with last week. I've got the same team coming um, in game week 19. I'm really fancying the Salah captain at home to Leeds. Leeds yeah. have been shocking defensively. Um, I've got the Liverpool triple up there. Like I said before, Trent had four weeks in a row where he scored plus seven points. Um, Salah's got 24 goals and assists so far this season. And Jota is proving the best value for money. I am slightly concerned with the um, with the return of Firmino, but I feel like Jota's kind of nailing down this this spot in the side. So, I'm feeling yeah. good going into the game. What are you saying? Yes, it's interesting. I think Trent is an interesting one. A lot of people I've seen saying, oh, well, maybe you should start to captain Trent more. But I think the argument is, right, if you look at that Leeds game, who do you think is going to score more points just in that game? You'd probably say Salah. So, although in the last four game weeks, to be fair to him, Trent has outscored Salah, I still think the captaining defenders, it just... Obviously, if you captain Cancelo this week, that's fair play to you because the chance for clean sheet against Newcastle. Although Leeds, yeah. they probably will score more goals. So you'd argue that could be a high scorer, both sides getting on the score sheet. Maybe a more difficult one for a defender, but still, mm. I think. Captaining as well, a, a vi- and vice-captain from the same team. You know, we saw that so many weeks ago, and it's still very much a case. Captaining and then vice-captaining Trent. I just think you can't do it on the same team just in case of postponement. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's, it's a difficult one, but Salah's just your man, really, and scored a hat-trick in this game last season. So, you just got to yeah. go. Yeah, I think Salah's the captain. You make a great point on the vice-captain. It's, it's probably not wise to do that. Um, although, you know, with the news now that, you know, lots of these teams have decided to continue, the games where it's safe, you've got to feel that, pretty much all these games are going to go ahead from now on but yeah. I don't know let's see we'll, we'll talk about it later but that was me let's have a look at your team Roberto let's have a look yeah. at your game week 18 see how you got on talk to me about this team how it went your yeah. overall rank at the moment sure sure so uh, I came into this game week basically feeling pretty good about myself three green arrows in a row um, and I brought in Lacazette last week um, for that game against West Ham and I was pretty yeah. gutted Pretty gutted when he missed his penalty, but he did get an assist. He did get an assist in that game, uh, so at least it was a return. Um, But one of my worst transfers of the season was when I brought in Pookie in game week 17, and that was just 
that was just a mess. I, I had this thing of like, are you playing Villa? It's Dean Smith's former team. He's going to do well. It was a yeah. big mistake. So I, I had to take another minus four, but not because I expected it this week. So I, going into game 18, I had 11 starting players, which was a shock to me. I was like, that's amazing. So I actually had yeah. Manquillo. I had Manquillo and Douglas Luiz starting in that 11, but obviously had no bench. So what happened is I did the Watkins mistake, brought in Watkins at about 10 to 10. <laughs> um, and the reason for that is I thought Watkins was a good shout with the fixtures. Yeah. You know, probably the best form of, of most of the strikers, as you mentioned, there's not a lot of choice. Uh, and Pookie was just basically a mistake. So I had to sell him. Uh, so that was a great one because one player who didn't have a fixture replaced by another player who didn't have a fixture. Um, yeah, shocker. Don't feel bad, mate. It happens to us all. Yeah. Um, but then I also made a, a late transfer. Now, I actually made the transfer the minute before the deadline because I was like, well, that was a transfer of a waste. I'm not going to make another transfer to get Watkins out. So I brought in Saka uh, and I didn't know who to do it for because I just thought maybe for future weeks I need money in the bank. So I actually went to... Uh, Saka from Bowen. Um, I just thought, okay, yeah, it's a bit of a risk because I thought, you know, West Ham's fixes are good, but I also thought I, I don't want to have myself a benching headache l- later on if I have a really strong midfield and no bench yeah. fodder. So I, I kept Douglas Sweeds on the bench and um, really happy with Saka. Uh, but starting off, obviously, Ramsdale, you mentioned that what can you do? It's a shame that Ben White had to do that. It's a completely unnecessary, rash challenge. Um, yeah, shocker. Yeah, you just can't really say. And Rafinha recently has been just getting so lucky with points. Penalties has just been awful. I, I sold him a few weeks ago, and since then he's just got little returns, and it's quite frustrating. I did exactly uh, the same move just before he went on that run of fixtures where they played Chelsea and yeah. uh, Man City. Yeah. And he's he's scoring. <laughs> he's scoring yeah. points. Still. So it has been frustrating. Yeah, 100% sure. agree there. Um, so the defensive double up um, in Chelsea, it has been quite good for me. Um, obviously, last couple of weeks, Chelsea defence has been a bit frustrating, conceding late goals. Um, yeah. But Rudiger has been really good for me. Um, I, I know a lot of people have got James and Alonso, but I feel like Rudiger's that consistent player. You just know he's going to play in all this chaos um, and uh, yeah. gets a nice clean sheet. And he's he's actually been really attacking more than I would have thought recently uh, with those two assists against Leeds and... Um, yeah, pretty happy with that. Seven points from Trent. Look, Trent is just so good at this point. What a great yeah. assist for the Robertson goal. Uh, and as you mentioned, Cancelo, unbelievable. Uh, mm. And really happy to see that assist, that goal from Bukayo Saka. Now, obviously, he could have had more. I'd like to see yeah. a bit of a monster haul, but, you know, yeah. a return is a return at the end of the day. So I was quite happy with it that. It has been threatening for a little while. We've been waiting yeah. for it. A lot of people have yeah. been waiting for it to happen. Maybe this is the start of a, the start of a nice little run for him. Mm, yeah, and uh, the captaincy. I actually did think about Cancelo this week. I'm not honestly. I'm I'm being truthful there, but yeah, sure. I, I, yeah. I just no, but I, okay. what I did is I, I I whipped out of it basically. I just saw everyone was captaining Salah. I thought if I don't do it because I was massively hurt by it in game week nine when when Liverpool played United and they scored the hat trick. I, I captained Kane, um, and it was awful. Uh, so I basically just don't want to get that that hurt again. Uh, if you were so, gonna, if you were that close to captain in him, why didn't you make him vice captain? Well, well, that's the thing. You think that, right? But what I was thinking about was postponements, and I thought, well, if all the games on Sunday get for some reason postponed, then I'll be in the mud. So what I thought was I'd just vice captain a player from the game we're playing on Saturday. So I, that's why I yeah. vice captain Macca. So yeah, it is what it is. Salah, he won't probably blank next week. It's just a one-off and. 
Jota's been brilliant. Um, so happy mm. with him. You know, he's just ticking along nicely. Another seven yeah. points. Um, so very, very yeah. happy with him. Uh, Bernardo Silva, I got in quite early in. Um, I actually had him for his big haul against Man United. Um, quite nice. a few games back. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, that game week, I did bench him, of course. Um, so that was a shame. But, uh, you know, I've, I've got him. In Strange decision to bench Bernardo. Well, yeah, that, that week I had a tough benching dilemma. So I, I won't be too disheartened about it. I had him for his goal against Everton and, you know, he's done fairly well for me. But yeah, just frustrating. He's playing a bit deeper recently and uh, there's, there's not a lot we can do about that. But hopefully he'll he'll play a bit more attacking against Leicester. Yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. He missed a sitter against Leeds and he came off at half-time, didn't he? Yeah. So I was a bit surprised, to be honest. I thought he wouldn't start. I thought he had a bit of a bit of an injury, but um, yeah. yeah, disappointing. Another yellow card as well is not ideal. Um, yeah. And then the front two, look, Lacazette, he could have had so much more in the game. He had chances. But again, a bit like Bukayo Saka, I'm happy for the return, gets the assist. Could have been more. Um, a lot of contentious stuff on Twitter about, oh, well, is it the third assist? Is it the first assist? Um, did he even deserve the the assist for the Martinelli goal? Because people were saying it deflected off a Leeds player. But look, we'll take the return at the end of the day. Yeah, I think if it, if it because it was on target for its you know destination or whatever they say, or whether the terminology they use, then it goes down as an assist, which obviously it wasn't diverted away enough to, to warrant it not being an assist. But it's lack, how much is Lacazette, first of all? Secondly... Uh, Yep. Is he long-term for you? Well, it's a good question. Um, I think right now he's, yeah, he's 8.4. Um, so he was basically my perfect Ronaldo replacement because it gave me a lot of money to invest in other areas. Um, yeah, yeah, in, terms yeah. of, in terms of future games, he's not that long-term, I'll be honest. I, if the game week 20 fixtures, like a lot of people have been rumouring, were postponed, then I probably would have sold because obviously I have, have him for Norwich, but then after that it was Man City and Tottenham. So... The fact he's now got Wolves, hopefully, should mean that I'll keep him till then and then probably sell in 21. Um, so good fixtures, I think, is worth keeping the, the Arsenal double up in attack. Um, and then, yeah, Watkins, just a nightmare transfer in. The bench, yeah. though, pretty weak. I honestly thought that I would have Mankio subbed in for Watkins because I thought, yeah, Mankio will play and he misses out with illness. So that's a bit of a shocker. So, yeah, what can you do? King and Douglas Louise as well. And Foster as well, who's going to be back, I think, at the start of January. So that's yeah. that's fine for me. Um, but all in all, very happy with that. Fourth green hour in a row, 63 points. Very, very yeah. decent. Um, and uh, the minus four did work for me this week. So now it's put me up to 462,000. Um, so uh, I've gone up by small green hour. Well, 77K um, up from the previous uh, game rank of um, 539K. So I'll take it. Yeah. Momentum um, and right. uh, looking decent. Yeah, good. Solid performance. 63 points, I think, in a difficult game week. That's that's pretty strong. Um, mm. The Watkins move is something that's bitten a lot of people because I think a lot of people trying to get off Antonio and then Watkins just like a natural move. What was really yeah. frustrating for me is I did an Instagram post talking about Watkins being the striker saviour literally within <laughs> an hour postponed. Like, this aged well. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't work. But um, you're definitely right with the bench. The bench is shocking. You need yeah, to sort well, that bench out. And that was the thing. I'm surprised you've got King instead of Dennis. That's, just, that's a bit of a weird one well, for me. But. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. So um, a few game weeks ago, actually, I, I got King. It was quite an early decision. Um, and the reason for that is I kind of wanted to go a bit against the grain. And sometimes that's just not always the best decision. So game week 13. Yeah. Well, you do support Watford. <laughs> 
well, no, definitely going against the grain. Nah, 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 nah. The community club, <laughs> everyone lo- loves the sport. Um, <laughs> but no, game week 13, I, I brought in, in uh, King for his game against Leicester and I got the goal from him from the penalty. And that was part of my decision making. I knew that he was on pens and I thought at that point, you know, game week 13 or, or whatever it was, you know, we had not that much fear about AFCON going ahead. So we thought, well, Dennis is probably not going to be available for yeah. Um I mean, it still could be that going ahead and Dennis has been named in the 40-man squad. It's whether he's, he's you know, named in the in the 28-man or the 25-man. Surely. You'd think he will on his form. Yeah. The thing is that they've got a lot of strikers in Nigeria. They've got Ozimen, they've got Ian Acho, they've got Musa. You know, it's, it's a crazy amount of strikers. So I hope for Watford's sake uh, and for me choosing King that he doesn't. Yeah. See, for Watford, um, I hope that um, we can get a few more matches because he's been brilliant. So, so yeah. good as the goal contributions. But yeah, I just went King because he had better underlying stats. I thought he'd continue it more. I thought he'd be a bit more um, sustainable over time. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't really mind about that. I think Josh King, if we can have a fixture this week, he could be a bench fodder or he equally could be a one to one to play uh, in future matches. Cool. All right, well, let's see how they go. Um, let's have a little quick look at your game week 19 team. Run me through what the plan yeah. is, what strategy is, what's going on with the captain. Etc. Yeah. Etc. So a bit like you, I'm too scared after last week's mess uh, to make an early transfer. Obviously, I think a lot of people are going to do that. Um, yeah, ten fifty nine probably going to set the alarm for that. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Ramsdale and goal. You'd hope that he gets a clean sheet against Norwich, but to be fair, Norwich have been slightly better recently. Um, yeah, I just think that. Ramsdale. I mean, the, the only issue in this game is, is that probably Arsenal will dominate a lot of the balls, so that might not be many save points for Ramsdale, but, you know, I'll just take the clean sheet at this point. Um, the back four is looking pretty nice. I don't think I need to change anything there. Trent, Leeds, they're so leaky and he's on set pieces. and yeah, Leeds shocking. Can't They can't defend mm-hmm. set pieces, so uh, that could be yeah. a good new for points. Uh, James and Rudiger against Villa. Defensively, to be fair, Villa have improved under Gerrard, but I still think they are from set pieces a bit of a you know 50-50 one so hopefully some some headers for Rudiger and some crosses for James really I think uh, it's going to be another very tough game for Chelsea yeah very tough the only thing I'm a bit worried about is people are saying well yeah okay so games will be played where safe but the game that probably of all of them is most unlikely to go ahead might be Villa because Villa just got a outbreak of Covid and I just worry that the fact I've got four players from that game and I've yeah. only got two subs that could come on for them. So um, Mankio and King aren't exactly perfect options, but they're still there if, if need yeah. be. Um, yeah, yeah. Cancelo, Cancelo against Leicester. I honestly did think about, do I just vice captain him this week? But I think Leicester actually probably will score in that game, even though they've not been great recently. I think Madison uh, and Tielemans have been really good recently. So might sure. be a game. Um, sure. Still pretty much attacking threat. Uh, Saka against Norwich. Yeah. Hopefully he can haul big. Uh, Jota as well. Look, Jota's been brilliant recently. And uh, I think it was the game in the reverse fixture that it was so frustrating owning Jota because Mane was just hogging the ball all the time and taking shots. So hopefully uh, <laughs> Jota gets, uh, gets a bit more of the, the share of the, the chances. But uh, it's got to be Salah for me. Uh, I think he just is on penalties. He's, he's playing a, a Leeds team that looks in disarray. Um, and uh, yeah, he has done it against Leeds before. Bernardo yeah. Silva. Bernardo Silva, ultimately right. He scored in the reverse victory. Leicester, hopefully, plays a bit further forward. But it's just De Bruyne coming back has meant he's dropped a bit deeper. Um, yeah. 
what can you do with that? That's just it's noticeable. Everyone's noticed it. I think Bernardo will be the next one that makes way for the next shiny thing that comes out of Man City, whether yeah. that be Foden or Sterling or or KDB even. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and Watkins is starting at the minute, but I don't know why. <laughs> I kind of think if the game goes ahead, then that's fine because actually last season Watkins was really good against the big teams. He actually is kind of fixture-proof in that respect, but it is kind of a bit counterintuitive because I've got James and Rudiger playing in the same game. So I don't know with that one. Um, yeah, because if he if he bangs, you lose your clean sheets. But then I suppose with James, you've always got, on, you've got a chance of attacking returns. That makes sense. But yeah. if you were going all or nothing, you would just take Watkins out. And why is King third on your bench? Surely he should be first yeah. on your bench. Well, I was trying to work out the maths of this. I'm not sure if it's uh, it makes much more sense in my head than it does on the FPL side. But basically, I thought I thought no, what I thought was the Villa. This will be Villa, interesting. Go on. Uh, the, the Villa game, right? If it goes ahead, I feel like there's more upside for Watkins than there is for King, just because we've had a longer time out, right, than Villa have, um, and also right against Wolves. That's not an easy fixture, and although Chelsea's obviously very difficult Villa if they are going to score I think is going to be through Watkins whereas Dennis has unfortunately like you say been outshining King yeah. recently um, yeah. so my thinking is we've only just Watford have only just got an outbreak of, of COVID so let's say Watkins game is postponed well that means that James and Rudiger will be out as well well that's fine King can just come in then um, if need be but I don't even know if our game is going to go ahead so I'm just thinking yeah. there might be more upside with Watkins but Honestly, I don't think you should overthink the bench order at this point. Like, because at this point, if there's loads of games getting postponed, they're all going to come on at some point. Um, yeah, fair, fair point. But King should yeah. be first on your bench. Just yeah, saying. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. um, I don't know why I'm helping you out. That's counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah, I want well, to do badly. <laughs> right. Um, Shao Kambula on the live. He said someone made a good analogy about Lacazette being Arsenal's Firmino and Saka and Martinelli being Mane and Salah. That's a bit bit of a stretch, isn't it? I think Lacazette, yeah, I think Lacazette's been playing quite well recently. I think he's just been a bit unlucky, really, but he certainly has the chances and, you know, gets involved in the box much more than someone like Firmino does, I think. Those guys are going to have to do a lot more to warrant a comparison to that front three from Liverpool. Right, moving on. It's time to talk about that guy. Now, James, has he blessed us with something this week or not? Uh, Hello, James. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Sort of, not really. Totally forgot. Okay. Martinelli was going to be my choice. Oh, okay. So we, there's no vid, no, just the comment. That that's his contribution. <laughs> All right, Martinelli. Okay, that gives us something to go on, I guess. Um, yeah. So we talked about Martinelli a little bit earlier on. Um, mm. You know, the, the comparisons with him uh, and Smith Rowe, both been playing from that left-hand side. Um, he's really cheap. The last time I looked, he was 5.2. Might have even gone up by now with everyone jumping all aboard that bandwagon. Yeah. Um, seems to be a bit of a, a bit of a sharpshooter. He's, got, he's definitely got a really good eye for goal. He's got different types of finishes. He's got a bit of pace about him. He looks yeah. bullish. Um, he's got pace, yeah. He's got, he seems to have it all. Um and I was talking to an Arsenal fan at work today and he was saying that, you know, they're kind of moulding him. He's going to do a bit of an Omri style where they're playing him out from the left. And then, you know, eventually when Lacazette leaves at the end of the season because he's not signing this new contract, they're going to push Martinelli up top. So the future's bright. The future's Martinelli. 
Um, what are you saying? You do you like a bit of Martinelli? I, I honestly think right now is the time to get, jump on him. Maybe it won't carry on, right? I think we're getting a bit excited because we've had such little like um, data to see from him, right? He's not played a lot of games. If you think about the fact there's been, you know, 18 game weeks, he's only played about four, 13, well, if even that, right? It's not a lot. So well, he's played in the last game. Yeah, he's played in those six games, he's only completed yeah. 90 minutes in three of them. But he has scored four goals and got three assists in that time, which is... yeah pretty damn good if you ask me but the only thing I would say is with Arteta he's got so many options right he's got Odegaard he's got as you mentioned Smith Rowe but also when there's a point when Pepe starts to show some something behind the scenes right I don't know what it is but he needs to eventually get back into the team there is a lot of options there so with someone like Saka as I mentioned maybe he's just more long term but Martinelli at this point yeah for sure I think he, you probably wouldn't want to own him game at 21 onwards anyway. So if you're not owning him right now, I think it'd just be a short-term buy. But think about, obviously, how nailed he is. As I said, he's competing for that spot with Smith Rowe. He might be a short-term one. But obviously, yeah, fair enough. If you brought him in for Leeds, that was a big, big haul. Yeah, I think from game week 20, to be honest with you, because Wolves at home, Wolves have been very solid at the back this season. Man City at home, that that's going to, take some new into to, to, to turn them over. And then they've got the North London derby with a you know resurgent Tottenham with a new manager. Though so those three fixtures don't look that appealing to me. But afterwards, Burnley, uh, I mean Wolves again, um, yeah. Brentford, then Liverpool, they've got a bit of an up and down. So yeah. I don't know with Martinelli. I feel like it might be one of those ones it might be a little bit of a trap. I'm gonna say Possibly. the word trap, but I would like him not to be because I could do with another differential to, to boost my points tally. So let's uh, let's wait and see on Gabriel Martinelli. So thanks to the agent for blessing us with a little tip. Right, um, time for a bit of topical juice. We got a uh, we got a, we got a little clip there, Jimmy, or not? You might have gone to sleep. Hello, producer James. No, let's just crack on. Um, right, so Topical Juice, this is a part of the show where we pick a topic within the game week, something that's hot, something that people are talking about, um, and we sort of pull it apart a little bit. Um, obviously, there's only one place to really start, um, and that is, of course, COVID yeah. um, and the effect that it's had on FPL, the Premier League. Uh, we've already talked a lot about postponements and what's happened to our teams. We've ended up wasting transfers. You know, there's lots going on. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, the last time this happened, it really spoiled the game, I think, for a lot of people. Mm. Um, and it risks doing it again this season. However, the Premier League have come out and said that they will be looking to keep the fixtures going as and where they can, as long as it is safe. So, Roberto... Yeah. What is what is the best way to deal with these postponements, both physically and mentally? Because it's taken a toll on a lot of us. Yeah, I think the way to think of it is there's no right answer, but there might be a wrong answer, right? So the wrong answer is delete the app and don't play any FPL anymore, right? That is the wrong answer. Some people will, will do that and you say, okay, fair enough. If you are not interested then yeah. out you go. But what I will mm. say is it's very easy to just lose patience with FPL in this kind of season. 
I, I, I would say don't because there's a lot of doubles and blanks still to come. There's a lot of opportunities. I think the second half of the season is where you can really start to get those gains and really start to make up for lost ground. So actually just hanging in there right now, you've got to just embrace the chaos a little bit, except that, you know, the chaos is part of the way we're playing this season and make your transfers, but make them so that you know that you could have done nothing more, right? If you have a postponement last minute that you couldn't have planned for and you've planned ahead for a few game weeks and they've gone to pot, right? You just got to accept yeah. that's going to happen sometimes and you can't sit there crying about it because then you've got to get ready for the next deadline. So look, ultimately, I think postponements are tough and we know this, but just don't make any rash decisions. Be very conservative, which is not usually what uh, what I would say, but, uh, you know, sometimes I think that that is the right call. Um, yeah. and in terms of like transfers, don't make pointless transfers because every transfer this season could be gold dust, basically. So if you want to make a move and you're getting rid of a player who really could do decent things in the next couple of game weeks, you're just forcing them out unnecessarily, then just be patient, maybe roll the transfer, reassess, and then you could make a better decision with with better get fixtures, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, we've got to remember that we're all in the same boat here. So as much as you feel like the, you know, the world's against you and, oh, no, my team's decimated, what am I going to do? You know, it's easy to jump on yourself and think, oh, no, this has all gone to shit. But everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's going through yeah. the same sort of experience. When you've got, you know, when you've got three players not playing, someone else out there's got five not playing. I saw yeah. one team that had like literally five players, all the rest were nothing. You know what I mean? So as much as you think it's bad, someone's always got it worse. End of the day, FPL is a bit of fun. All right. Yeah. Yes, we can take it a little bit too seriously at times. Um, but we, we do need to, to bear that in mind. Um, also, I, I think it's important. And, and, and we, we talked about this, me, myself and Nick, at the start of the season. Even uh, you know, in in last season when it happened, the bench is key. The bench is going to be so key. Like we've we've talked about, um, like my weak bench in the build up to this sort of Christmas period, and Nick was saying, you know, you're going to need. And I was fully aware of it, and he was absolutely spot on because you never know when that news flash is going to come up, and it's going to be like Salah ruled out because of COVID. Blah 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 blah. Right, there's there's Salah gone. Right, you're going to need to have a backup there. So. A couple of little things just to bear in mind, I think, for a lot of people. How long do you think this is going to last, mate? Is this going to be till the end of the season? Is this going to roll on into next season? Because I feel like if if it does continue, we're probably going to see a tail off in the amount of people engaging in FPL, a lot of people that wanting to start FPL if they haven't already. Yeah. How long do you reckon it's going to last for? I mean, it's like predicting the lottery. You just don't know how this Omicron variant is going to develop. But what I will say is when it was in lockdown in Project Restart uh, a couple of seasons ago, there was actually surprisingly a lot of engagement. And I think that's because people were not at work all the time. They were engaging with with the game at home. So what I will say is people that don't actually play FPL, right, if you do get introduced to it, this is not how it's always going to be. You've got to just, you've got to accept the fact that this is a strange couple of seasons, a strange couple of years. Um, and it will get to a point where hopefully it'll, there'll be some, you know, feeling of the new normal. But um, yeah, ultimately, I think it's, it's a tough one. It is. I, yeah. I, I would say that as long as we keep 
to the Christmas guidelines. I know it's tough, like try and see your family, but don't overstep the mark. I think hopefully by maybe May time, April, maybe that's too too pessimistic. But I'm just thinking at this point, like the cases are going up. Obviously, a lot of people, if you're not double jabbed, get double jabbed because that's just gonna that's gonna reduce the deaths. It's gonna hopefully reduce the hospitalizations. So, well, yeah. When did you start working for the government, Chris? Whitney? <laughs> I'm just, just saying, I'm saying, you know, it needs to be said. Alan, <laughs> Alan, Shearer, Alan Shearer said it himself on the Premier League, uh, you know, websites and Premier League Instagram and everything. Like, it's it's common sense. Like, it's going to help. So if you can, get double jab, get boosters. just makes sense. Yeah, well, they said um, like some of the percentages have come out about the, the, the clubs in the Premier League and how many what percentage of the players and staff have been vaccinated. I think Leeds is like 100% and they're, they're yet to have a, a game post. I think they're not, I don't think they've a game postponed yet. No, so, so it makes sense um, from that point of view. Footballers, I don't mind you getting the jab, but me personally, nah, I'm all right, I know. <laughs> I'll stay unjabbed, thank you very much. Um, I've got one more question on this. Some people have used their free hit this game week. Do you think that is a mistake? And if so, Why? Well, it, it, it all depends on your team, right? If you could only field four players this week, then, of course, free hit was all you could really do. Um, however, the free hit, you've got to remember, is so valuable for blank game weeks because I think blank game weeks that you can plan ahead for and then use the free hit are really, really useful because you can target the players that do have a fixture and then you've got the best team back for the next week. Whereas with wildcard. Now, we've seen in the last couple of days, Ben Krellin, absolute legend of the spreadsheets, come out with you know a lot of plans about what possibly could happen, right? If the FA Cup um, does get their replays scrapped, it has been decided that's what's going to happen. And also with yeah. the EFA Cup semi-final second legs, if they get scrapped, then they could have moved the game week 21 fixtures um, and made it a double game week. And that could be a shout, but... A free hit, if you've already used it, right, you've just got to be very, very careful because that is the opportunity for blank game weeks. Double game weeks, I think, is better for a wild card. So with those that have used a free hit, I think Mm. it it wasn't the best decision because, as I mentioned, there were only four games last week. So there weren't a great pool of players to pick from. And actually, it's quite hard to get loads of expensive players and then have a bench as well. So... I think free hit for later on in the season for me, um, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be pressing it anytime soon, especially with a lot of games coming up. You want double game week players, really, so it's better time to wildcard. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like uh, a lot of people panicked into a free hit this week because they saw you know the, the, the so few fixtures to, to choose yeah. from. But normally with free hit, it's you know a case of there's maybe three or four games you you've known in advance. You've got more yeah. information there. You can target certain matches, whereas this one is a little bit like going in, in blind. You don't know which players are playing, which which are not. Yeah. Um, if you've used it and it worked out for you, because I have seen a couple of people where it's worked out. I know someone at free hit got 70 odd points. Well done. Smashed it. So, yeah, I think you're right. It just depends. Um, shout out Chris Irvine on the live. Thanks, mate. He's put, yes, Ash. Is that because I said not to get vaccinated? Yes, Chris. Yes, my man. He knows, he knows the score. Ahmed Rula. I used it only to qualify for the cup. <laughs> nice to see you've got your priorities straight, Ahmed. Um, I don't want anybody to suffer with their mental health, but I would like it if people decided to give up playing this season, as I'd like to get a better rank this season. Cole, <laughs> that's very selfish of you, but 
I mean, I appreciate the honesty. Depression. <laughs> cool. All right, enough topical juice, enough COVID. Right, now for the fun bit. Roberto, you don't know too much about this, but I like to play games on this show. I like to uh, give, my, give my guest host a little bit of a good time, a little bit of feel good. I like to test your knowledge. Yep. So this week I have devised a little quiz for you all okay. around your most favourite thing in the world, Luton, no, nah, I'm joking, it's Watford. Oh, Watford FC. I was about to throw up in my mouth then. <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. <laughs> right, so um, this quiz is going to be all about Watford players of the season. Those, yeah. those guys are going to be the answers to the questions. Um, and the questions are the name of Watford. So the first question will be W, the answer W. Next one's going to be A, T, spell in Watford, right? Yeah. So are you ready? Yeah. Cool. I'm going to do some sort of like point system here. It's not going to be all accurate. Right. So the quicker you get the answer, the more points you get, all right? James, all right. you can keep score. He won't. Right. You ready? Yeah. Cool, right. So, which English defender whose first name begins with a W yeah. played over 400 times for Watford, scoring 30 goals, and won the player of the season two years running in 82-83 and 83-84? I've got to remember, Ash, that I was... I was- an early millennium, like this. Oh is, yeah, but this is your team, mate. There's no excuse to say you should know. Yeah, this. but come on, two uh, years running. He's a legend. Four hundred appearances over. You can pass if you need to, mate. Look, got, there's no I've, judgment here. I'll pass for this. I've got a pass. I mean, we are on a time schedule, so just saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll pass. Yes, it will see. Have you got anything? Nah. Are you I'm blanking? Blanking. You blank on that one. Here's a toughie. Don't worry. Don't feel too bad. Yeah. But the answer to that was Wilf Rostron. Wilf never, Rostron. Never would have got that, mate. Honestly. Cool. It's all right. It's 82, 83. It's probably before you were born, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. So next one. A. Which Swiss midfielder whose first and last names begin with A played 92 times for Watford, mm-hmm. scoring 23 goals and won the player of the season in the 12-13 season. Easy for me. Go on. It's only the free kick master. Go on. Alan Hafti. Yeah, it's very Legend. good. Legend. Very good. Well done. Right, so that's uh, one point, one question. Right, right. Moving on, T. Which English midfielder whose first name begins with T played over 300 times for Watford, scoring 64 goals, winning the player of the season two years running in 07-08 and 08-09? Now, this could be anyone, um, but I'm going to say, just came straight to mind, going to go apart for it, Tommy Mooney. Ooh, so close. It was Tommy Smith. Oh, it's got us Tommy as well. Tommy Smith. I like you, mate. Good effort. Good effort. Right, this one should be a little bit easier. F. Which English goalkeeper, whose last name begins with F, has played over 100 times for Watford, winning the player of the season in the 06-07 season? 
made the most saves in Premier League history. It is Ben Foster. Boom, get in. Well done. So that's two out of four. Nice work. Right, oh, this will be interesting. Oh, which English forward whose first name has one O and last name has two O's played 287 times for Watford, scoring 64 goals, won the player of the season twice, but not in succession, in 95-96 and 2000-2001. Ooh, now this is an interesting one. Um, I feel like I'll be kicking myself when I know the answer, but um, I feel like it's like an Icelandic forward. Oh uh, yeah, keep, yeah, 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 definitely Icelandic. I, I'm, I honestly, I'm struggling. I'm not good. Yeah. With, I'm not good with names, so I'm going to have to forfeit this. I'm going to help you out here. Yeah. You said his name already tonight. Oh, Tommy Mooney. Yes, it's Tommy Mooney. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure. Oh, Fun fact, I'm, I'm guys. Sure I'm getting names mixed up. That's why. Sorry, Jimmy. Fun fact: I DJ'd at his wedding. Oh, Tommy Mooney's. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, nice. You got any pictures? No, it was many years ago. What, when you had hair? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, yeah, nice. The good old days. I don't know what you're talking too. about, mate. Just show us what's under <laughs> um, that hat for a sec. No comment. Colm Boogler got Will Frostron. No way. He actually got that right. Right. Uh, last two. So, R. Which yep. Welsh defender whose first name begins with R played over 252, uh, 250 times Watford, scoring three goals, won the player of the season in the 99-2000 season? Welsh defender whose first name begins with R. I feel like I really should know this one, but it's escaped me. You should. I, th- I think you should, because he's, he's currently a manager. I have to pass. I know the face, but I don't know the name. Currently managing Wales. Wales national team. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Is it weird? I love seeing you squirm like this. Honestly. Colm Boogler's got it. He's good at this. Oh, Colm. I'm not not good at international uh, managers, I'll be honest. That's all right, mate. Uh, all I remember from from Wales management is um, the uh, the former the guy the guy from the Euros. That's uh, him. That's him. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got it. Then I've got it. That's him. <laughs> That's the only one you can remember. But that is that is the guy. So I know what he looks like, but I don't know what his name is. <laughs> well, I mean, that helps in this quiz. Uh, that helps loads. Um, <laughs> name. Honestly, I don't. Excuse me, I know the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know, I know what he looks like anyway. Right, I'm going to put you out your misery. It's oh. Rob Page. Rob Page, of course it is. Rob Page. Right, last one, nice and easy. Which English forward, whose last name begins with D, played over 370 times for Watford, scoring 123 goals, one player a season, two years running in 13-14 and 14-15. Troy Deeney. Right, well done, mate. I'm going to give you one, two, three and a half points there. 
We'll take that. Very good. Very good. Well done. Well done. Well done. Right. Hope you enjoyed that, mate. Let's move on. Let's do, let's answer some juicy questions. So Jimmy, if you've got those questions to throw up on the screen, guys on the live as well, if you've got any questions for us, do um, pop them on the comments so we can do our best to answer them for you. Um, yes. Let's have a look. Did you enjoy that quiz, mate? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Top stuff. I put a lot of effort into that, you know. Yeah, no, I could see. I could see. I know it tested your intellectual abilities, but fair enough. You toss up. <laughs> it, it took a lot. I, I put a lot more effort into that than I normally do. If anything, I do with Nick anyway. So, oh well, if you if you put that same attitude in into the uh, pods, you you'll get more subscribers. I'm telling you now. Cheers. <laughs> was that a, was that a shot? <laughs> Are you, what was I'm that? Just saying, I'm just saying. You, you always say you always say how Nick's always first there to the studio. Yeah. So I'm just saying. What? Just saying. Nick, so Nick doesn't turn up until like 30 seconds before we go live, mate. Honestly, no, no idea. I reckon that's just a narrative. I'm not convinced. <laughs> um, Jim, have you got those questions, my man? Right. Sam Pillay's come up with a question. He's gone, looking to bring an Arsenal asset in. Who do you recommend? Got 3.6 in the bank. Um, all right. Arsenal players to to bring in who would you recommend Roberto well we talked about him Laka. already but um, yeah Laka I think I would prefer Laka actually over Martinelli just because I think Laka's going to play or Bamiang's not been playing recently for you know fair reasons so um, yeah I think Laka's going to be nailed and I think he's been in good form two returns in a row for Lacazette now and ahead uh, of Norwich I think if he if he gets another penalty, he could be getting in the goals. So yeah, I don't think there's many other options going forward. Whereas there's a lot of options in midfield, um, especially someone like Conor Gallagher. I know he's not got a great fixture against Tottenham, but coming up, he's got a, like Ben Crelin mentioned, he's got a, a couple of double game weeks coming up. So yeah, I would yeah. go. I would go for Lacazette in that one. Yeah, I'm still unconvinced by Lacazette. He's done no favors with me with missing that penalty. And don't get me wrong, he does look like a baller. I just feel like, is his heart really in it? Is he really going to be giving it 100%? Like, he's leaving at the end of the season. He knows he's going to go yeah. somewhere else with a big, fat, juicy contract because they ain't going to fork out for a transfer fee. Like, really, he's going to be, as the season goes on, he's going to be making sure he stays fit. He's not going to be putting his body on, in the way. He's going to be making sure he's wrapped up in cotton wool so he doesn't get injured. Like, is he really going to be the player Arsenal need? I, I've got a feeling that Martinelli will eventually make that move up front this season rather than next season, because if Laka's out, who are they going to play up front anyway? If Laka gets injured tomorrow, Martinelli's up front. Can play in Ketia. Ketia? Yeah. Is he still about? Is he not out on loan somewhere? No, no, he's playing. He's playing. I mean, he didn't play well against Everton, but he's always an option to come in. So, yeah, I get what you're saying about Lacazette. He hasn't got that motivation, but I do feel, though, Lacazette, even if he doesn't play all all the matches and he comes on sub, he's still got that impact. Yeah. Fair point. I mean, he's saying he could do Watkins or Dennis to Laka. I mean, I, I still wouldn't get rid of Dennis. I think he's the best value striker in yeah. the game. Yeah, um, no. And I Watkins, I feel like since since Gerard's coming, Watkins has had four goal contributions, three goals, one assist in six games, I think it is now. Yeah. Um, and they look like they're playing a good little style of football. They look like they've got a little a good thing going on at the moment. So I, I probably wouldn't want to take either of them out, if I'm honest with you, Sam. Um, yeah. And I'd probably be looking at the midfield and looking at either Martinelli, um, who's probably going to be an out-of-position midfielder come the end of the season, 
Mm. Um, Saka, I know who I know Roberto likes, but I mean, I like, I still, I still love Smith Rowe. I feel I just like don't he's know. the one. But I feel like Smith Rowe's position, it's his to, it's his to battle for, and I think it's Martinelli's to lose. So that's just what I'm worried about. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, James, do you have those questions, mate? Um, I do. Oh, great! Thank you. Uh, Flash them up when you're ready. We'll do our best to answer. Nuclear atoms. Madison out for either Bowen or Martinelli. I'm currently on double up with Arsenal, Lacazette, and White. Hmm. Okay. So nuclear atoms. Um. Madison out for either Bowen or Martinelli. I'll be honest. Double up. I'll be honest. I wouldn't sell Madison. I think. He's he's got a double double game week coming up as well, and Leicester. All right, they've not been in amazing form, but Madison is is that streaky player. Um, I, I still think he's he's good value at six point eight or whatever he is now. So, yeah, I would I would look to keep, but maybe you might disagree, Ash. What what were you today? I mean, if you've got if you've got Madison, I would keep him. Um, yeah. He's been in blistering form of late: three goals and four assists in his last four games, which is a joke. Like, that's ridiculous. He's really come of age. Like, he's, he's finally starting to show the form, which I thought he was going to come into the season with, which is why he was in my first team when I st- when you know when the season kicked off. I had Madison. I had high hopes for Madison at the start of the season, but it hadn't seemed to happen. And I stuck to last week. He must have signed his boohoo contract or something because last four games, he's been a different gravy. Um, so I wouldn't take him out I wouldn't take him out. I wouldn't take him out for Bowen. I wouldn't take him out for anybody right now. To be um, fair, though. Bowen, we've talked a lot about on the pod with Bowen. Um, he has shown, shown some really good form, but blanked in his last two and West Ham have kind of gone off the boil. Antonio's not been, not been anywhere near at it, um, which you would have thought he would have kind of overcome that by now. Like you would have shaped shake that off. Right. You've gone three, four, five games without a goal or a set. Like, all right, let's get back on the horse now. But it just hasn't happened. And I think mm-hmm. he's kind of key to, to when West Ham do well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not for that move, particularly nuclear atoms, mate, sorry to say. Um, Martinelli, I, I do like, though, but I, I just don't think I'd do it. I'd do Madison to Martinelli, would you? No, I think it's too too similar in terms of ability. And you mentioned boo-hoo with, uh, with Madison, but don't forget, if you want to bring in a striker... I'm not saying this week because, you know, it could still be fairly delicate, but maybe ahead of Newcastle, if, if, if he's fit for this week and then he's got Newcastle, Calvert-Lewin could be coming back from injury. So that could be really nice yeah. ahead of Everton's really good run of fixtures. New striker saviour, Calvert-Lewin. Oh, we could see We've done the Watkins thing now. Well done. <laughs> Watch him get ruled out now. Soon yeah. he comes back. Right, um, next question, please, Jimmy. You did such a wonderful job of reading it out. Would you mind what reading that for next one for us? Antonio to Calvert Lewin move. Oh, Colm Boudlow is on the live. Thank you very much for your question, mate. What week are we doing the Antonio to Calvert Lewin move? So, just as you said it, great timing there, about Top draw, know, man. Um, Antonio to Calvert Lewin, when are we doing that? Tell us again what week we're doing it in. We're doing it in game week 20. Game week 20. Cool, okay. Um, someone messaged me on Instagram Wait, earlier Foden, today and asking is about... Is he a sell? Sorry, go on. Foden, is he a sell? Foden. I, I wouldn't. I think, obviously, he brought him in game week 
18, then it's a big blow. But the fact he's got a rest now, I think he will probably play against Leicester. And I think he's probably better points value right now than Bernardo Silva. Although I don't like to say that with Bernardo Silva owner. Um, Bernardo Silva has been playing deeper, as I mentioned, and Foden does still play quite further forward alongside De Bruyne. So I just think Foden's right now, it's, it's so close to, to switch between each one of them. But Foden, I think, is still a good option. Here's the thing with Foden, right? He's getting dragged into Grealish as well now. That's yeah. He's spending way too much time with Sexy Jack. After oh. the Leeds game, they went out, they got a bit, they got on it, got a little bit yeah. messy. Pep's been watching for it, waiting for it to happen. Now he's seen it happen. It doesn't look good. That's the reason why they didn't play in the game against Newcastle. So, yeah. probably needs to reel it in and just crack on with football rather than getting involved in all that shocking stuff that Grealish mm-hmm. does. Like, he just needs to behave himself because does he not understand? He's got he's got millions of FPL managers counting on him, right? Yeah. He needs to understand this pressure that we're under and he needs to focus. He's got to know the stakes when they're this high. And uh, ultimately, stakes are high, mate. He needs to uh, realise that. I think he did um, it for England as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, needs to, he needs to get a lid on that before he gets himself a reputation. Um, but yeah, he needs to behave. Uh, I think there's one more, is there, uh, Jimmy? There is indeed. Uh, how hungover will you guys be? Uh, I'm, I think that's... So that's from FPO in the dugout. I think this the question was, what are your questions for the Boxing Day Game Week 19 fixtures? So um, I'm assuming he means how hungover are we going to be after Christmas? And I think I speak for myself when I say very, very hungover. What about you, Roberto? Are you a bit of a drinker? Uh, no, I've got to be honest. I'll be hungover on Fanta. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will be the one with the, the nice unsore headache and uh, you'll be yeah. just uh, rotting away, basically. My hero. There's nothing yeah. better than having a lovely hangover, a lovely bubbling squeak meal, you know, for breakfast over yesterday's Christmas dinner and watching the Boxing Day football, drinking a beer, hair of the dog, top drawer stuff, mate, can't go wrong. Right. Thanks for that. Right, let's flash up the Juice League. Let's have a little run through, see what's been going on in there. Uh, movers and shakers in the top 10. So, Jimmy, if you would kindly pop the uh, league up for us. So there is still time to join the Juice League. It's an open league. Um, the pin is on our Twitter account. So, oh, and by the way, we just hit 6,000 followers on Twitter. So thank you, everyone for your continued support of the juice. Right, we'll go uh, alternate here. So up in 10, we've got Scott Morley. Here comes the Son. He's on 1,230 points. Uh, and up to, oh, down to nine, uh, we've got Matthew Stain, the Black Order, and he's on 1,240 points. That's a bit racist. BLM. Uh, down to eight, Pookie Blinders. Adrian Alioski at 1,240 points. And up to number seven, it is Basil Yoruz. It's Aileen Golson uh, with 1,242 points. That was a tough pass. Easy for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) Up to six, um, we've got Steve Kirkman, Monstara United, who did actually tweet us earlier in the week, um, asking us if we would kindly remove the top five in the Jews League so he could be top. Um, He did also say he would slip us some money to do so. So we may take him up on that offer. Shout out, Steve. 
keep watching, keep following, mate. Thank you. And up to five, it is Milan Singh with the Saffron Sword. One lovely down to fifty-seven. Down, yeah. down to four, we got FPL mate Dan BSK Moscow. One thousand two hundred six points. Up to three is change name Daniel Seltzer with one thousand two hundred sixty-six points. Very original team name there. Yeah. Um, staying in two, we've got Joe Widdison, who's been there or thereabouts all season. MKM Massive, 1,269 points. Great effort. Keep going. And staying first, it is the invisible wall, James Twiddy, 1,278 points. Well done, James. Excellent. Love to see James there because he's been watching us since last season. So well done, James. Keep up the good work. Uh, Ahmed Ruler says, I'm in the FPL Juice League, currently 35. I mean, I'd love to be 35 or so, but I'm way down on the final pages. Right. You ready, Roberto? That's right. the whole point. The whole reason you came on this show was to do the punditry competition, right? Yeah, of course. So let's do it. We've had a couple more come in whilst the show has been on, which is great to see. Um, so we'll read them out one by one. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, we'll decide our favourite ones at the end. We'll put them towards producer James. He'll decide the winner um, and we'll name the show after the winning pun. So first one, this is Christmas food and drink. FPL Cribsy has come with Yule Logba. Nice. Very good. Nice. Very I like good. that. Uh, we've got FPL Foxy uh, has come with Castagna roasting on an open fire. I mean, apparently Castagna's chestnuts in Google Translate. Oh, really? I'm, I'm still not <laughs> sure about that one. Yeah. I uh, think uh, Foxy's um, had a bit of a mare there. I think Foxy's he's having a hangover right now with that pun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sam Pillay on the live. Thanks for watching again, mate. He's come with Ter Duncan. Ter Duncan? Mm. James, what's that? Mm. I think he's he's trying to say duck, but I'm I'm not sure why. Ter Duncan? Yeah, what player is that? Turducken. Turducken. Oh, it's Tur- bloody Lewis Dunk, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Tam. I've had a mare there, mate. To apologise. Turkey in a duck. A duck turkey in a duck. Turkey in a. Say no more. Chicken. Okay, I mean, we've I got. Know about that. <laughs> FPL graduates has come with Philipped mulled wine. Decent. Nice. Yeah. Uh, FPL Casio e Hanna has come with. I'm going to, she's got three years. I'm going to go with this one. Keenan Dewsbury Snowball. Not bad. Keenan Dewsbury Hall. Very good. Uh, we've got Paulie FPL has come with David's Egg and Gog. Lovely. Love that. Love Brilliant. it. Um, FPL Negan Chris gone with Candy Canes. Nice and simple. And did you, uh, did you do uh, Combugler, Ash? No, I haven't. Uh, Colm Boogler has come with classic gigs in blankets. Perfect. Very nice. Very nice. It's a stormer. It's a stormer. Uh, Nick Khan, who was on the show last week. Shout out, Nick. I feel obliged to do a Hanukkah food instead. Oh, this is not going to go down well. Yusuf <laughs> Ganiot Paulson. Um, in brackets, Suf Ganiot equals jelly donuts. We eat a lot of oily food for Hanukkah. Hopefully I said that right, mate. <laughs> I'm not sure. It might, it might Sorry if I did it. <laughs> all right, any more? That's all I've got. Cool. I think there's a couple on Instagram. We've got FPL in the dugout. It's gone with Pigs in Busquets. Not bad. 
Yeah, not bad at all. Um, and FPL Mosaic has gone with, what about Christmas wines made by Thomas Muller? Yeah, I don't think he got the memo on that one, but no. thanks for playing anyway. Right, what's your favourite, mate? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, although I think I've just got to go with the simple but effective gigs in blankets, Kalmbuga. Yeah, I mean, that's probably my favourite, but I do like, I do like David Ngog. Mm. Right. Producer James, there are your choices, mate. We've got pigs in blankets or David egg and gog. Is it a green pepper or red tomato kitchen? Please vote now. Sorry, what was the first one? Pigs in blankets. Pigs in blankets. Come on, fella, keep up. Pigs. No, gigs. Gigs. Ryan uh, gigs. Gig, gigs. The in Welsh winger. Gigs in blankets wins. Yeah, fair enough. Well done. Tough to beat that one. Well done, Kombula. He's actually watched on the live stream. So, Colm, very well done to you. Roberto, sure that that's counts just... as two and a half wins on Punditry. Who? Did I pick Roberto's one? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was a unanimous one, I think it was, wins. wasn't it? All three of them. I mean, I would have gone for that one if I was going first. But, you know, me being the host and uh, letting yeah. the guests pick first, that's what we do. Um, all right. Well done, Colm. Well done, guys. Thanks for all your entries for the punditry competition this week. Um, now, sadly, that's all we've got time for tonight. Um, we won't be here next week. Is that right, James? Is that time has come? Yeah, mate, you're all set. We are. I mean, yeah, yeah Merry we're Christmas. Away. We're away Sorry, next Merry week. Christmas. We're having a little bit of a break for Christmas, so we won't be on your telly boxes, but we will be back the following week on the Tuesday. Um, where it should hopefully be myself and and Nick depends and you might have something else to do some other sort of panter will you know posh stuff whatever posh people do um, but guys please a reminder sorry James go on sorry so it's probably in the Cotswolds again isn't he let's be honest yeah. <laughs> his favourite place his favourite yeah. place um, yeah but guys just a reminder please do like the video do subscribe to the channel do share it with someone who likes FPL follow us on all socials and do leave us a review on all audio platforms. Roberto, thank you so much for helping me navigate through the last game week and talking me through everything that's happened this game week. Have you enjoyed it, mate? Oh, massively. It's been an absolute hoot. Thank you. Brilliant. Well, hopefully next time we'll be able to get you in the studio, but uh, this will have to do for now. Thanks very much from myself and the team. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, guys, thank you for watching on the live. Thanks for your continued support. Thanks to everyone who keeps following us. Um, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Merry Christmas. Take care. Bye yeah. for now. Have a great Christmas. Bye.